into the deep end And get back what's gone round And you've been keeping Down the aisles between the rows Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast, your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, we, we, we dabbled into animation for a little bit the past couple weeks. That's right. We we decided, we blessed, because we, we we reviewed those two animated movies, they were recently nominated for Oscars. So obviously movie the Mayhem movie, bump. it's still effective. It still works. Yeah, even though you could have said they were going to anyway, because they're both very good. I mean, we both said that, but I think the Oscars were just waiting for us. Would they have known if we didn't tell them? Exactly. That's right. All the 16 people who listened to both episodes. Yeah. They were, it was the entire committee. It was, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's what it is. Uh, but, you know, we decided, hey, let's get some real people up in here. That's right. And uh, we rolled the die. We rolled the die. We had yeah. six movies in mind. We had Harry Potter 3, that's right. I, Robot, Snatch. Uh, Rush Hour 2. That's right. Uh, Huckleberry, Huckle, uh, the real, uh, the real, the hunt for the wilder people. The hunt for the, yes. And, uh, and the Goofy movie. And the Goofy movie, which is also animation, but, <laughs> yeah, it was one of six chances. It was the, yeah, it was the sixth mo- it was the sixth part of the die, so we had to see. We had to fill it with something. Yeah. And we rolled a three, and we got Snatch. We got Snatch. So Guy Ritchie's, uh. 2000. 2000. 2000 movie. Yeah. Uh, a follow-up to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and um, what kind of cemented him as a filmmaker on the rise, mm-hmm. kind of that, like, him opening the door into, like, this guy, he's got something. He's doing some stuff. He's doing some stuff. Yeah. And that stuff is incomprehensible English. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if British people get it, understand I think they better. do. I think that there's, like... Or is it, like, people it, from Baltimore where it's, like, I don't even understand them. <laughs> Baltimore's yeah. as far as you go. Well, yeah, I mean, because uh, I can see a southern accent. It's like, all right, he's saying something. Right, it's southern accent, whatever. You know, a California accent, a, a, even a Boston accent right. can be can be a little tough sometimes. Baltimore, it's like, what are you? Yeah, exactly. Are what you are you? This, what are, are you, you going the south? For? Or are you the north? Like, right. They don't know. They can't figure it yeah. out, and neither can I. But uh, so I wonder if it's something like that, or if I, it's just us being stupid Americans. I think it's like their own lingo like how in new york we have our own lingo for stuff and like boston will have its own lingo and everywhere you go out you're like oh yeah this is like Like a bunch of cockney things right so i think that they have their own like we're like even in lockstock they have like their own other names for other things yeah so i guess it's just trying to keep it all straight (laughs) sure yeah i mean keeping it straight is a challenge for this movie right for for, because it it like if I, I can't tell you what this thing's about because it's a lot of different plots with different characters that kind of yeah. weave in and out of each other yeah, in interesting ways. Yeah, it's it's uh, different different tracks leading to the same place. Yeah, and it, it does it get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets there. Yeah. How does it get there? Oh boy. <laughs> well, Jason Statham will tell you for twenty five minutes. The, yeah, because yeah. there there had to be. A, I I think the movie probably came in normally. Uh, maybe like it. It was like a like a two hour movie. Yeah. So this movie was probably like, maybe like an hour and like forty minutes, and they're like, okay, like it's quick, it's fast, it's all this shit, and then some. The American producer watches like, what? 
The <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah. What is anyone doing? I mean, I think 90, 90 minutes have passed, and I, I think they're going to box. You know, it's a bit annoying, because... So when I watch it, this seems to me... This is British Pulp Fiction. Right. Right? But whereas, like, Pulp Fiction didn't even bother to put their scenes in order... You know, yeah, you, you, and really just like, you know, figure it out. You know, like Quentin just dropped it. He's like, D- you know, do what you want. Figure yeah. that out. You figure know, pick up those pieces. <laughs> yeah. Right. It'd be like, it'd be weird if like John Travolta then just did narration for the whole movie. Exactly. It's like, I'm going to go see, you know, Marcel Wallace. Yeah, hey. Marcel Wallace is all he's like, a, you know, he's a crime boss. Right? Seen, yeah, he's, he's a crime boss, but you know, she, she seems like she's a, a good girl. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like. She's talking about a TV show. I don't know what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And so, and, and just the, them not, him not holding her hand. Right. You know, challenge you. To feel more pretentious when you watch it because you have to figure it out yourself. Right. With Snatch, I feel like it's the opposite, where well, but kind of the opposite, where uh, Jason Statham breaks down his character's perspective. Right. Uh, for his character's storyline, and that's only one of like four storylines, so it spends a lot of time breaking down exposition. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't even cover like. For, like sixty percent of the of the characters in the plot lines. It, yeah, it, yeah. He only, yeah. There's only narration for him, his yeah, line. Exactly. Because he it, it reintroduces characters like six times. <sighs> like you, you get like a, a breakdown of like, oh, my name's Turkish and this is my friend Tom, and then it's like an opening credits of right. Stop. Like this is this person's name. This is their face. And then five Which minutes is a very later, two thousands thing to do. Extremely two thousands. Yeah. And then. Like, five minutes later, you're like, this is Saul. He runs a job. It's like, we know. We just saw. Right. But I think it's honestly someone just going, it probably came in with this original credit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. You're ha- giving us these names. Don't tell us yeah. enough about who they are. Like, it doesn't, like who is this guy in relation to this person? Yeah. Like, wh- like, and they're probably like, who's the main character? That's probably what yeah, this, they the, needed this a, studio They needed a star. Was. Yeah, they yeah. needed a star. And I guess since... Uh, Turkish boy. comes out, yeah. Statham's <laughs> boy, Turkish comes out on top in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, a few people did. I like that there were some winners and there were some losers. Yeah. You know, I feel like, like in the departed, the you know, there's uh, there's I think maybe one winner, which is Mark Wahlberg, and everyone <laughs> loses. You know. Yeah. Um, and where so but in this, it's cool because each storyline's conclusion, I feel like, it didn't completely all intersect, and I was okay with that. Yeah, you know, like everyone kind of contributed their bit to the to the diamond, right? To the diamond storyline. Yeah, and like, yeah, because also like half of the cast didn't know about the diamond, while the other yeah. half of the cast knew about the diamond, and right? Then, and that's why Jason Statham narrating, he didn't even know about the diamond until the end of the right. Like it would have been funny. It would have been funny if maybe the dog was also Jason Statham. It's like, oh, it's me, Daisy, the dog. Yeah, these people pick me up off the street, but I don't quite like them. Let me tell you what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, so so I guess it's hard to... Uh, it makes it very easy to talk about because there's a lot to talk about. And also right. kind of hard to talk about because... you don't know where to start. Yeah, the movie itself is unfocused on purpose. So yeah. discussion about it so, has to be unfocused. So guys, the movie that's 22 years old now... Uh, we, you obviously know we have that rule. If it's older than the right to vote, then you, we will just jump around talking about it. But since this movie also jumps around, makes it even makes more, it, it's, 
it's like do it's like a trampoline inside of a dryer. You just are just gonna be bouncing and, and turning. And who knows what what's gonna happen? That's how that went, huh? Yeah, well, I, I don't why know. didn't you put the dryer on the trampoline? Because how's the trampoline gonna fit in the? Has the tram- I mean, a small they, they make small trampolines now. They do. They yeah. The bigger dryers. They do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I'm so discombobulated by trying to figure out what Brad Pitt had to say in this whole movie. Well, let's talk about the Brad Pitt and the rest of the cast because I'd say just a, there's a <coughs> lot of me. no, of course there's a lot of like cast members in this movie where it's just like oh man like he's so young he's now coming up this right. is great and then there's like some British royalty actors in there too um, and then there's some where it's like. I know that guy. Right. You know? Um, I think I've seen him before. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I'll like see him Like National Treasure Dennis, Dennis Farina. He's a, yeah. class, he's a classic, oh, that guy. Right, yeah. right. Um, for me, seeing Vinnie Jones is always always puts a smile on my face. Nice. Benicio Del Toro doing an accent. Uh, I, <laughs> what accent is he doing? At least I could understand him, but I had no idea what he was going for. Yeah, normally Benicio Del Toro talks through his teeth. Yeah. But now he's just out there fucking... I guess if you're like, look, I'm in and out. Yeah. Let me just, you know, ham it up, <laughs> you know? Um, but he had a pretty early credit on it, too. Yeah. For someone that didn't really... He, contri- was... he didn't impact the plot that much. No, he was more of, like, the vessel of the, like, inciting incident, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, you had... So, so and, and honestly, I thought the acting in this was really good. Yeah. You know? Um, even Jason Statham, you know, he's an action star now, so you, I, you don't really get to see much yeah. acting from him. Yeah, he's he's definitely bought into the whole, like, he is a action star. But this is, I think this is, like, his second role movie, like, really. Yeah. Like his second big role. It's weird where, like, now in roles, he's a very much an active uh, character, somebody, you know, like an ass kicker. Right. And it's cool to see in this and, you know, Lock, Stock, and, and Two Smoking Barrels. To see him as somebody who's really in over his head, you know, like someone who's just pissed off because all these things are happening and he has no control over it, and I I really enjoy seeing him in that way. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's it's, a, some, it's refreshing for him. It's something nice, and I think movies are missing now, where like the quote unquote lead actor doesn't know what's going on, right? Where they're figuring it out as well as you are. Instead of like a lot of the action movies now, I know we dogged Fast Nine because it felt like Don Toretto knew exactly what uh, was gonna just happen. Kept rolling twenties on yep, everything. He's rolling D twenty. He's just fucking nat twenty. Yeah, everything. critting on everything. And it, it like it kind of takes you out of it because you know like okay, well, it's a movie. Yeah, well, him. he's gonna come out on top. Right. You know, he's yeah, he's gonna beat this guy in this fight. He's gonna save the day with this one. Yep. Right, but in this movie, you really because the things there are people with so much more agency than the main character that you really don't know if he's gonna be okay. Like the main villain, Bricktop. Yeah, he's kind of he's imposing, even though he's an older man. Mm-hmm. He's got real ratty fucking teeth, which yeah. must have skeeved you out. He's British, so if I, <laughs> I, it's not to be offensive, but he's got, he got big old glasses, which yeah. freaked me out because I I think those are fe- like so weird Gaudy. to see yeah. but it like it's such like a distinct character trait that he's got these big like block glasses mm-hmm. and a very and his accent isn't like anybody else's mm-hmm. like Tommy and Turkish kind of had the same like tete-a-tete like a little like middle upper middle class kind of maybe way they I don't know. way they put themselves this guy's like I've dug myself out of hell yeah. to get to be the most threatening man in here mm-hmm 
and he's and he had a very uh, like calculated presentation and when there was the scene where uh jason statham went back to check for his money in the safe and he walked in it's like mm-hmm. he act the 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 main character actually is not he's not um what's fuck goddamn he's not inconvenienced by the villain he's like bothered by the villain yeah like yeah, there's disturbed. a main is disturbed yeah. Yeah, there's like a big difference where like if you look at action movies now like especially like we're saying fast nine where the main villain is just inconveniencing right. Dom Toretto right. from his family mm-hmm. instead of there's actually an imposing threat. Right. Yeah. And imposing is, is definitely the vibe you get whenever he walks into the room. Yep. You know, which at some point I was think I started to think like, look, he's an old guy with just like two bodyguards <laughs> and everyone in this movie has a gun. Right. Like, why is he? Like, sometimes I always wonder, because obviously, like, these big bosses, they have resources and they have more guys. But I always wonder, is this guy really that imposing when we all, when everyone here is a a bloodthirsty criminal? You know, like, (laughs) what's stopping someone from just being like, no, you're not going to feed me to the pigs. And then just kill him. (laughs) And we kind of got that. We kind of got the answer to that at the end of the movie. Um, (laughs) So I appreciated that, first of all. But also, yeah, just for his performance, he had so many, so many, like, I, I, you know, a lot of people say this movie's very quotable. I thought Bricktop was, like, the most quotable. Yeah, he was a quote machine. Yeah. Like, his whole thing about what a nemesis is. <laughs> saying, like, oh, you, like, you take sugar. It's like, no, I'm sweet enough I'm already. Sweet enough. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, come again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn, like, he's, like, I, I know he's, he worked with Guy Ritchie and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels as just a bartender. Mm-hmm. But, like, he is really, he really kind of, inve- like, that's the world you're going for. Acting. Like, that, like, yeah. It's like, this, like, that's, that's spot, like, if it was anybody, like, trying to, like, do too much of a character. Yeah. It's like, oi, I'm just gonna feed you to me piggies. Like, right, right. you'd be like, fuck you. Like, fuck off, guy. Of course, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be as engaging. And then, instead of somebody, like, do you know, like, do you know how to get rid of a dead, that whole dead body right. thing? It's like, oh, yeah, that's increasingly creepier. Yeah. Yeah, as he's relaxed uh, and nonchalantly breaking it down for these uh, three, pe- two people right. that he doesn't know, uh, which would have been nicer if they didn't say in the beginning like, "Oh, Bricktop feeds you to the pigs." It's like right because he he has a line where he says like, "You never trust a man who's got a pig farm," because then he'll go into but like they show him like having a pig farm like, and it was one of those things where I think uh, somebody said, "I don't understand what's going on," mm. so you have to like add voiceover yeah yeah absolutely I, I, I yeah i think him killing those two people and then the next scene is him feeding the pigs yeah i think that might have nulled like dulled the effect i think if he didn't kill those two people right and it cut to him feeding the pigs right and then the next time he talks about disposing a body and then mentions the pigs then you can put that together yeah. yourself you could be like right? oh shit right yeah right that and then you, and then it can dawn and you like how much danger Turkish and Tommy are right. just by being with him in that pig pen. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's there There are a few things in here that I think maybe are a little over-explained, um, and it does slow down the, the movie a lot. Right. I found that, I think it took me like a, like a half hour of the movie for me to really like start enjoying it, start getting into it, start yeah. flowing with it. Cause I think until when, Vinnie Jones got there. That's when it kind of like he yeah he really it cranks it to the next level yeah as like a big 
another big threat, another enforcer, and it gives somebody else in the movie some teeth. Right. You know, what was the American guy's name? Uh, that is Cousin Avi. Yeah, so Cousin Avi. Dennis Av- Farina. Yes. <laughs> local Jewish hero. Local Jewish. So, so Avi, he's there, and, you know, obviously he wants, obviously, uh, he yeah. wants the diamond. And, but yeah, so does, so do a lot of people. What's this guy's stake in it? And then when he calls up, you know, uh, Bullet Tooth Tony, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, this guy actually, his wheels start spinning. Yeah. You know, he, like he starts going and he starts again imposing his will on other people, namely Boris, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over and over. Boris may have not had like the best characterization in the movie as it's supposed to be tough Russian. Right. But he had the best death. Right. <laughs> of everybody he had it like three times he had the best death um it was great uh yeah he was definitely like a more relief kind of character him yeah. him taking out uh four fingers right was sort of where the his his threat level peaked yeah and then from there it was he was just kind of like a a, a joke a goofy joke yeah. a good joke yeah joke. i think it, it's it's like how i always say like bad guys doing funny shit is funnier mm. because they're bad guys but it's not like bad guys telling knock-knock jokes. It's just like bad guys being slightly inconvenienced. It's like when Boris came back to his, his house and got his fucking like souped-up AK-47. Mm-hmm. And he's just like punched Tommy in the yeah. balls. <laughs> and he's just like not even like non-plus about it. He's just right. like, oh, fuck. Punches him in the nuts. And, right. And then walks away and then walks out like it just didn't even happen. Right. Like that's funny. Yeah, he, he has. And, and I appreciate that like. There are some people in the movie that every time they're on the screen, it's like, oh, he's going to kill somebody. Right. You know, and it makes you uneasy. Not Boris. No. He was just very focused. You know, he, <laughs> he's as, as chaotic as he seemed, he really only was out to do what he started the movie trying to do. Right. Which is get that damn get diamond. The, get the diamond. Yeah. Yep. Um, so try to, try to help me break down the like inciting incident here, right? So uh, Four Fingers steals the diamond. Yes. For Boris? He steals it for Avi. For Avi. So Avi, he he steals it in Antwerp. Right. And then he goes to London. Mm-hmm. But uh, as smoothly as it's said, I guess Avi's younger brother, uh, sorry, uh, Boris's younger brother calls Boris and like, brother, you know, we come from the same family. Yes, yes. I'm sending this guy to you. Jeez. He's got a diamond as big as whatever. Right. And so Boris... Then set him off on to place a bet, mm-hmm. and then that whole then just comedy ensues, I guess. Right. So he placed the, he sent him to place the bet so that he could have these boys jump him for the diamond. Right. Right. And at the same time, that betting that better that he was uh, Betty bookie bookie the that bookie. he the booking that he was going that he sent him to to place that bet uh, was on a fight that involved uh, Big Top. Right. Because he was betting on that fight. Um, and he was rigging that fight. Yeah. Uh, and that's... It was his, it's his bookie's office. It's his bookie's office, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the manager for the fighters, which is Turkish and Tommy. Yes. Right? We're supposed to get a fight, a fighter to, to lose in that fight for Bricktop. And so that's sort of the three, the the six, the six, you know, dimensional connection there for everybody. Yeah. Because then the two robbers... Yeah, because the bets are off because of it was a... The fight was changed last minute. Right. So that the bets were off, I guess, quote-unquote, legally. Right. Yeah. So while it should have been a quick thing to go in and and take that guy, rob the place, and get out... Right. It was complicated because, one, there was no money. Two, like, it was the wrong guy. Right. So 
instead they ended up showing their faces, which Bricktop was then able to go and involve himself with, without even knowing about the diamond. No, the diamond didn't come into play until... Uh, Brick. I don't think Bricktop knew about the diamond until... Did he ever? No, he did. Uh, Ty- uh, Tyrone, Saul, oh, and, yeah. and the other guy... Uh, said we'll get you a diamond bigger right. than a house. That's right. That's to get right. him, get him off his back. That's right. It was everybody digging their own grave, mm-hmm. but then who could get out of the grave fastest? I do agree with Bricktop's uh, uh, accomplice there. That why would you believe these guys? Right. <laughs> why would you take them? Just kill them. You know what do you? He got. He, he promises you a diamond when you have him at like gunpoint or knife point. Right. Like. Why would you believe that? You know, he, like, I know he was telling the truth, but like, why would you believe him? No, yeah, you had to think it's a desperate man throwing desperate things, right? And I think that's why he gave he's because he, he uh, Saul said give him. Uh, Saul, by the way, is Morgan from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a very good actor. Yeah, but he he said give me four days and I'll get you the diamonds. Like mm-hmm. give me, I'll give you forty eight hours, right? Which is still too long. It's still too long, but it's also like, okay. Say you believe this guy, right. that in four days he can get you this diamond. If you give him half the time, the chances of you getting that diamond go down by 50%. Right. So, like, what, like what's going to be ahead? And then, again, you know, Turkish fucked up the fight, mm-hmm. got in this other fighter, took the, uh, you know, ruined the bet. Right. Why is Turkish alive? You know? Yeah. I, I, I that, that's the funny thing is, because Turkish kept on saying, like, oh, Bricktop will kill you before you could blink. Right. And then every time Turkish fucks up, he's like, hey, Bricktop doesn't keep, kill keep him. Keep going on. Yeah. Like it would have been... again. His accomplice says like, "Why are you still like letting Brick like letting Turkish you know do this live?" Yeah. yeah. It would have been some. It would have been like I think it may have been a little ham fisted. Be like, "Well, that's my son. He reminds me of his dad. Like or like his dad worked for me or yeah, some shit. something like that. Something like ham fisted. Establish some sort of co- connection there. Yeah. Uh, you know, pre pre existing <laughs> connection there. Yeah, and yeah, so those are the kind of things like with big mob bosses is that you you try to establish them as uh, you know ruthless and and sinister and does not to be fucked with. Right. And then your plot is based on them getting fucked with. Yeah. And the the gift still giving people a chance. Yeah, he's ruthless and cunning to people with no lines, but right. But the main character has you know infinite patience. Plot armor. Yeah, that plot armor comes up real thick. Yeah, which yeah. is a shame. Um, but that does bring me to. Uh, one of the one of the standouts of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. Mickey. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt, who was a huge fan of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. uh, really just enjoyed this. I think he really probably enjoyed doing this movie because he wasn't asked to be like anything less than just chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't have to be. Oh, I mean, it depends because in Fight Club. He was asked to be chaos and a, and a pit fighter. But I feel like there's a difference between like, like maniacal chaos and mm-hmm. like what he and then also like Twelve Monkeys, what he was as well. Yeah, burn after reading. Burn it, yeah. Like he's just like when Brad, when you you could tell when Brad Pitt is like held to a certain thing, mm-hmm. you'll get like Ad Astra, mm-hmm. you'll get like Meet Joe Black, you'll get just very stiff. Yeah. And then when he's like, okay, Brad, uh, what do you want to do? Well. <laughs> How about this? Right. And and they're probably just like, well, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. They were just happy cool. to have him. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, cool. Oh, you'll take your shirt off? Oh, yeah, dude. Whatever you I want. I still got these abs from Fight Club, bro. Yeah. Get him out there. I mean, he looked great. He did. He did. 
Um, and he Dumb was, tattoos, though, but, I mean, it looked like they were drawn on by a pen, but I figure... He's a it, gypsy. It makes sense, it might too. might have been, you yeah. know? Um, so, what's funny is uh, his accent was, like, his big distinguishing feature. He's a gypsy, yep. um, and when he talks, nobody understands him. Yes. Like, I get a little bit out here and there. Yeah, yeah, you get certain things. Yeah, but even Turkish and Tommy are just like, what is this guy saying? <laughs> um, and you were saying before that that was, like... Yeah, there's a... Uh... On IMDb, the trivia said that uh, Brad Pitt's accent uh, was Guy Ritchie kind of making fun of the fact that no one, no critic could understand the the lingo in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. So it's it was funny because no one in the movie could understand what Brad Pitt was saying. So no one, no critic could like make fun of that. Right, right. Yeah. They acknowledged it in the movie. Yeah. Um and what's funny he's is putting that, a hat on it. First of all, he's an American. Yeah. So <laughs> he's an American doing yeah. the the wildest of accents. Right, right. And what's what I what I read up is that uh there's apparently an option to do subtitles in the movie, but only for Brad Pitt. <laughs> only for Mickey. Everyone else you you're fine. And then at some point in those subtitles, there's still a line that says question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> like even the subtitles yeah. didn't pick up everything he was saying. Like I I would have like and it's it's kinda of funny because it you're not he's not on the screen a lot, so mm-hmm. having him talk would you can't like just automatically pick it up because after a while you'll pick something up. Mm-hmm. Uh like in Hot Fuzz, yeah. off the the officer with the dog, mm-hmm. like he has like that heavy like right. uh, Filch from Harry Potter, right? Yes. Uh, we'll do Harry Potter movies, guys. I've seen two. You, but the two that's a different director. It's a different tone. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Literally, it really <laughs> like the color palette changes. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying I've seen two Harry Potter movies. They start going through puberty. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it hits differently. It hits differently. But like, a, like with yeah, uh, the the officer, the the dog officer in Hot Fuzz, like yeah. as the movie goes on, you understand him more. Right. So it's like, or I, like, or maybe I've just seen the movie enough to be like, oh, I now I know what he's saying. Hard to know. Yeah. yeah. It could be either one. It could be either one. Like I'd have to. Have but they some... don't give you that chance with Brad Pitt. No, because he's... he doesn't overstay his welcome. Yeah, and he's just a million miles an hour when he's talking. The charisma really shines through. He really is a, a scene stealer, though. Yeah, he is. Like, when he's on the screen, you, you, you're you entertained. You're, you're focused, focused and yeah. you're entertained. Um, most of it is like, okay, what's he trying to say? And then, But some of it is also just like, he's just fun. He's he, just funny. And he has two silent performances in this, mm-hmm. where it's when his mom is burning in a camper. Yeah. And he's, like, fighting, trying to... It's 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 He's silent. There's not a lot of, like, music. Bricktop did that, right? Yeah, Bricktop killed yeah. his mom. Uh, and then at and then at her funeral when he was getting like just shit faced. Yeah. So it's like the spinning kind well, of the like, fights as well. And the fights too, yeah. yeah. The last fight, really well done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then after that everyone's like, Oh, so if we do this kind of stop, slow motion, cut, cut, slow motion. And then everyone ended up doing that, including Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Because he did it all the time in Sherlock Holmes. What is it with Sherlock, with Guy Ritchie and, like, British fight, like, British underground fighting? Uh, maybe likes it. Maybe he's like, I, I, I always wanted to be a bare knuckle guy. I guess. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, similar thing <laughs> that he did in Sherlock Holmes, just like. He's probably just like, you know what, I'll just play the hits. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know, I've never seen the Sherlock movies. Are they good? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, 
if you forget everything you know about Sherlock Holmes. Easy. And, and then it could be okay. Okay. Yeah. It's he, certainly... He it, punched a dog in that one book, The Hounds of Baskerville? Yeah, that's... So, forget those two. Okay. Uh, because it's nothing like the books. It's nothing like Benedict Cumberbatch. It's nothing like... They're action movies. Oh, okay. With Robert Downey Jr. playing Robert Downey Jr. But with an of, accent. Slight Is it like Doolittle? I've seen Doolittle. It's not like Doolittle. Ah, damn. But I, I actually haven't seen Doolittle, so I, I, I can't say that for sure. I don't think you should. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've been... Terrible. That was intentional. It that was, was an intentional... very bad. Yeah. But Sherlock Holmes, I don't think you would like it. Okay. Um, But it's... There is some... Okay, it's one of those... You know, there, there's, a, there's a way to do mystery. And we're a little off topic here. I think it's fine. Okay? There, there's a way to do mystery <laughs> where you want to keep the audience playing the game. Okay. Right? So, this is my thoughts. So, you can have a mystery, mm-hmm. right? If it's too obvious and, you know, and the, the you figure it out right away. Also, to relate to this movie, there is a twist. That's true. So, that you are correct going down this path. Okay. Okay, we're not, we're not that far that. off. Sorry about um, that. It's not a tangent, it's a secant. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that, that, that geometry, I don't know how I remembered that. Uh, <laughs> but, if you have a... Um, a mystery mm-hmm. in your game, in your movie, in your whatever, and in your show, whatever, and your book, whatever, and it's very easy to pick up on, right? Right, like the like the clues are very you know straightforward and whatever. Like yeah, you might feel smart that the audience might feel smart, but they that they figured it out, but they also might feel like mm, that was cheated. To cheat it, a little too easy. The knife, Have the characters not figure that out. The knives out conundrum. Well, well you know did you who... find Knives Out was, like, too easy? No, I like... I mean, I, Knives Out was one of my favorite movies of that year. Yeah. Well, the other end of it... It's just, no, it's just they tell you who did it first. Yes, yes. But they don't tell you how How, it how. It's yeah. not that... Yeah, everyone knows Ransom was up to no good. Right. It's the how. And right. because the how was so unclear, it started to make you question, like, wait, was it Ransom? Right. You know? And... Like, things aren't really looking well. Right. Yeah. Right. But the other side of that, if you go too far in the other direction, is that... There's you make it that well the main character only figured it out because he's so smart and he's such a great detective and then there was no way for the audience to figure it out either yeah so if yeah you made the water so dark and murky that the only reason why you solved it is because you came up for air exactly yeah and that's what makes that and that feels unsatisfactory too because you have the audience felt like they, they you know trying to buy in trying to figure out this mystery with you mm. and then you feel they feel like well we never had a chance. Right. You know, and that's sort of sometimes that's what happens in like the Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes. You know, where I don't know if you ever seen that. I one. saw a couple of. I felt you know what the thing is. I watched one season, mm-hmm. then I started the second season, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep in the middle of one episode because they're all like an hour and forty minutes. Each one of them's a movie. It's like why? Yeah. And cause, yeah, because it's three. It's like three th- or four. Three episodes yeah. per season, and it's like four. Each one's like, a movie. Yeah, like just break it up. You know, you don't need to do this. No, but I guess. And yeah, I, just, to have a, to have I fell a, asleep and never went back. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, you you probably got enough to get the gist of it, where yeah. there are certain times where certain mysteries where, like, Sherlock figures it out because of something that only Sherlock would know, like, all oh, the chemical composition of this chalk was a little less flaky than it, than it would have been if it had come from this, like, pile of dirt. Yeah. And that pile of dirt is only known to time this junkyard. And, yeah. yeah. Time's running out. Solved. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. so how could the audience have ever figured that out right you know or like oh the smell i i noticed the smell when i first walked in but i didn't say anything and it's like well how would the audience have picked up on that you know it's a good like it kind of like this movie mm-hmm. 
kind of, but like a good mystery too is uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Slevin. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis, uh, Lucy Liu. Right. It's Stanley Tooch. I haven't, I don't remember that movie. I know I've seen it. Don't it's, remember it's, it at all. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I won't talk about it because if you don't remember it, then. Uh, yeah, it could. It yeah, could ruin it. Definitely ruin it. But like, also like the prestige. The prestige. A, yeah. Is a good twist because like it was a the, good. It was all there. The right. clues were all in front of you. Right there in front of you. Right. There was nothing that the end revealed where like you didn't where it gave you like a clue that you were missing like you didn't have it. it the pieces were all there. Right. Same with Knives Out. Right. The, the pieces, pieces were all there. Just put it in the right spot. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, and then you feel like okay, well I would have never figured that out, but it's not because. You never had a chance. It's because you're not a detective. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're not in the room itself looking at it. You're, like, only focused on the characters. Like, and well, in fact, yeah. there was a mystery right behind this mm-hmm. guy. He's like, he was on scratch camera. How could I know? And, and Knives Out gives you another, like, mystery to follow or another, like, uh, plot line to follow with. Can Martha, can Martha get away with it? Right. You know? And can Martha, are they going to catch her? Are, yeah. It's and, watching Benoit Blanc solve it while right. watching Marta try to clear her name right so yeah. you think that he's after you're worried about him in relation to her right but really he's just trying to solve the case so he's picking up things that you're intentionally not picking up right and that is what makes it a good mystery the pieces mm-hmm. are there you just didn't you just weren't paying attention to the right things right. it's and a donut so, hole inside of a donut hole yeah it's exa- <laughs> right right the donut hole it confuses um, me but yet i'm compelled so, and anyway, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes, the mystery, the central mystery is not really, um, it's, you, you don't follow it like you do follow a typical mystery where okay. I'm not on the lookout for clues. Like, Sherlock Holmes, it's an action movie. Right. It follow, you follow it that way. But the way he figures things out in that movie is what I think you wouldn't like, where he does that kind of like, oh, you know, like his shirt had a fleck of, uh, of blue paint and blue paint that just dried. It was, uh, they, they, you know, the subway gets refurbished every like eight minutes, every eight years. And that means that it happened on this day, you know, which places right. him here. Like, and there's things again that you could have never known. Yeah. It's like, it's like Batman goes through that shit too. Like, yeah. There's a whole thing with like, do you remember the Batman that's, uh, assault on Arkham one where it's like a suicide squad? Movie? Yeah. It's like. Wait a minute, that's Rodriguez. Rodriguez only works on Thursdays. Exactly. It's like, it's not a Thursday in this movie? Right, right. <laughs> like, you didn't okay. See that. I mean, it's cool because the the good side is the what it does is it establishes Batman. It's like, okay, well, Batman is right. somebody that, you know, he pays very close attention to these things and he picks up on these things. He's a good detective. Yeah. But I don't think that was, but that's like a quick thing like that, I'm okay with. Right. It's like, all right, Batman walks in and he immediately sees something's off. Like, cool. They don't, ex- they, they're not inviting the audience to pick up on that. Right, yeah. You know, or to follow that that thing. That's just something that Batman came in immediately knew. Exactly. But if the whole thing, if the whole central plot was based on that revelation. Right. You know, and they were, and and, and it was like the director was dangling it in front of you. <laughs> where you were, where you yourself were trying to figure out what's going on. And then Batman comes in and says, yep. oh, he's not here on Thursday. Then that would be. Sorry, right. it's been Monday this whole time. Right. <laughs> then that would be. Right, yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, unsatisfactory. Yeah, but like with with Snatch, I think the mis like this is just more of a yeah the mystery. Uh, there's really not really a mystery, but the, like the twist is like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's character is smarter than everyone gave him credit for. Yes, because everyone kind of counted him out because of his uh, he's aloof. He's aloof. He's his he's accent. A, they all they all hate uh, gypsies. They all hate gypsies. Yeah. They they kind of they they cast them off so they don't take them seriously, right. even though they've had the upper hand on everybody 
when they like yeah like the whole like the the best part is like uh turkish sends tommy to brad pitt's group to buy a, a caravan to yeah. buy like a, a winnebago type thing right and by the end of it he's been buying a new yeah. one for <laughs> for brad pitt's mom so it's it's like how did this happen to us it's like well, right how did we let this happen yeah and, and and on top of that they lose their fighter gorgeous george right because he you know, gets into a fight with brad pitt with yeah brad pitt um yeah, and and even just the the idea that he wouldn't, that he would still go along with your plans after you kill his mother. Right. Again, another stupid mobster move, where it's like you're trying to control this guy with fear, but you already took away what was most important to him. Right. You know. He's like now has nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. And and the burning desire to fuck you up. Yeah. And so. He he did it. He, yeah. It's no surprise that he fucked this guy up. Yep. You know. Um, well, but I, let's, let's go through one like, of the I feel other, it would have been yeah. better if there was no narration of Jason Statham like, oh yeah, he bricked up, burned his mom's, like if you just saw like, if they cut out the whole like burning Winnebago scene mm. and like he comes up to Jason, like, oh, you ready for this fight? Like uh, Jason Statham goes to Brad Pitt and goes like, you ready to do this fight? And you see like his mom's thing has been burnt down. You're like, oh, something happened. Yeah. And like, so you kind of. You take the idea of Tommy and Turkish being like they don't know what's up. Right. Right. So yeah. Well, I I mean the fact that they survived tells me that they, Mickey didn't think they knew anything about. Yeah. It, you know, um, or that they knew, but like it was they they were not in control of that situation. Yeah. You know, it's just like dude, like you need to you need to help us because your mom they killed your mom. Right. Well, we didn't kill your mom. They killed your mom. Um, so. I, I do think though that the idea of the funeral and him being like too drunk to 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 like do this right. fight and do it right did add drama for me. Yeah. So I I do appreciate that much. <laughs> you know, because you you saw when the fight was going, on, I was yeah. like, oh come on, dude! Like yeah. Like why why would you knock him down like that? You know, like um. So I I think that I think that was that fight was just really done well. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, yeah I think it's it's good to know that he like. Cause it, it's a it's an unknown element. It's like okay, so he's drunk, so he probably forgot what was going on. Right. And then they asked him like, "Oh, do you know what's happening?" And he just said some random shit. Yeah, I have no idea. It's like what? And it's and they're like, "Yep, okay." And then it, it happens. Yeah. And then they have also you you remember the first fight where he wasn't drunk and right. he knew exactly what to do and he still like knocked him out right away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Brad Pitt was really good in this movie. I think he was really good in this I movie. Think I think Jason Statham was not great, but then again, his character was, look over there, this is this thing, yeah. look over there, here's a funny accent I do. It was his second role. Yeah, he's know? he's a weird actor to, re- like, he hasn't really evolved much, but no. <laughs> he no. tries. His roles, I think, are just, lend themselves more to his talents. Yeah, he's 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 more of a... A look and a move. Yeah. Not a talky-talky guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he's good at being pissed as yeah. well. And and this movie didn't have a lot of that. It was more just yeah. him being confused. I think at, at this point, it was he was trying to figure out what kind of actor he was going to be. Because mm-hmm. he was like, all right, I could be a comedic actor or I could be an action guy. Because like, like at a at point, like, even, like this the scene where... It freeze frames and it's like, 
there's something that happens where like your life doesn't flash before your eyes you just make a really dumb face mm-hmm. imagine him doing that now wouldn't make any sense wouldn't no but he wouldn't do it well, oh right he wouldn't, wouldn't allow play. himself to look stupid mm-hmm. I mean he was it spy he was like the yeah. last funny movie he was in he was he made himself look very stupid in that and it was very funny but he was established though yes but like, imagine, how did you make that suit like how did you get that suit fucking made it didn't I you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah like I think I think he is it's just a lot of these action guys they are funny mm-hmm. they just don't like there's certain things that don't lend them like they won't lend themselves to be funny like I'm sure like if Vin Diesel made fun of himself it would be fucking how hilarious how would that even work I mean I don't know I honestly I don't know but I'm just, I, I mean well you know Tej and, and, and Roman are Becoming closer and closer to being self-aware that they're in a movie. Yeah, they be, yeah. <laughs> so, it might happen. One way or another. Yeah, Roman's gone full like existential crisis into like yeah, like, into breaking the fourth wall. Into breaking the fourth wall, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, oh, Deadpool does it. Right. So exactly. It. So it worked well there. Yeah. Um, I guess if like Vin Diesel opens up his closet and it's like white tank tops, like eight white tank yeah. tops and eight like white short sleeve button down shirts for And occasions. then like black ones. Yeah, like, exactly. It's all the same fucking like diesel jeans. It's like the Dexter's lab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has like black like Nikes and then black boots. Right, right. The t- yeah, the Tims. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be something like, like that, which would be funny, but he would never. He would never do it. He would yeah. never do that. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, Saul and his whole situation with I thought they were very like you could have had a movie about them yeah I thought they were fun too yeah they were really fun to like see like this this group of just like constantly cutting themselves down it's like what are you trying to impress like like, and then like they buy replica guns and they get involved with like real gangsters yeah well what I love is that they mention that these guns are replicas right but by that so much shit happens that by the time they actually point them at at at, uh, bullet tooth Tony right I had forgotten that so I'm thinking like, man, are they, they're not going to shoot him. How's it? And then they, then when he reveals it, like they say replica, I'm just like, oh, that's right. These guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot happened. Yeah. In, like there's a car accident. Mm-hmm. Two. Two car accidents. <laughs> like, yeah. Two car accidents. Like three chains of scenery. Plus Boris going to get his gun yeah. at the time that they come back to it. So you're like, maybe it's a different day. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Right. Like this, probably, it's easy to know, but you're not paying attention. Right. This all took place in a week. They said, "Wow, it took place in one fucking week." Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So, like, yeah, like, and that's. I think also they had great chemistry with Bullet Tooth Tony, with Vinnie Jones, yep. and, and Dennis Farina. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, you sons of bitches! Yeah. You don't. <laughs> I really loved all the clowning on like Tyrone. Yeah, he was like, "Wait, he's he's a, um, he's a great getaway driver. He's, he doesn't look like he'd get away from anything." <laughs> it was at a weird angle. It was right behind if, you. If you're going in reverse, everything's coming from behind you. I didn't see it. It's a four ton truck. How could you miss it? <laughs> I just love like the. It's like, where did you get this guy? I I thought it was a beautiful like the the two fucking like chases mm-hmm. like one is like okay two dogs chasing after a rabbit while two mm-hmm. while two like henchmen are chasing after Tyrone, Tyrone. <laughs> and they catch and the rabbit gets away and they like, catch him cause... and they catch him <laughs> but he gets away because he starts ratting on his friends yes and that's how, like but it's so good though like <laughs> and yeah you could see like also it, it involved it, like it kind of like ties up at like that's the scene i think that ties everything in together mm-hmm. where it's like okay 
Now Bricktop knows about these guys. These guys know about the diamond. Right. You know, Jason Statham is still around here. And they're like, you go, okay, everything, all the roads are, you're on a bridge. And now you can see all the other bridges kind of coming together. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're not all, some of them branch off again. Yeah. There's loops and flips. Yeah. But in that moment, things are at least a little more clear. Yeah. The world's closing in on it. Right. Where it doesn't feel like you're watching two movies anymore. It feels like you're watching one movie. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, it was, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. Do you want to um, give it a, we're around like 45 minutes. Okay. Do you want to give it a grade or you want to uh, go a little bit longer? Uh, I could probably talk about one or two, like yeah, the go. editing. Remember yeah, okay. The, the editing I thought was really interesting. This is, this is the time where a lot of editing, like this is, this is more experimental editing than people I think were used to at the time. Yeah. They, they didn't. Because, like, you mentioned Quentin Tarantino, like, yes, his movies were out of order, but there was never, like, any, like, weird, like, spins. Nothing or... like that. Yeah. Nothing like spinning the revolver and then the screen, like, spinning into the next, or, you know, going from all the different screens in the security room to right. turning to the right and they enter the security room. You know, things like that, they're, I feel like they're pretty common. Well, some things, some of the more subtle ones are pretty common now, right. but that stuff was, like, pretty... You were seeing a lot of that in the year two thousand. Yeah, I, I was just looking up the editor who worked. He worked a lot with uh, Guy Ritchie, mm. and then he worked with Danny Boyle, uh, mm. who did like he did uh, one hundred and twenty seven hours, and yeah, the Descent, the movie about the ladies going into a cave. Yep. So yeah, he's he's he, he he goes. He goes. He goes. Yeah, I think nowadays, you why why don't we see more experimental like not even experimental but more just like creative editing like that uh i think it's a safety thing hmm. i think because like, like superhero movies lend themselves to it perfectly but i think because remember ang lee's hulk yeah and they're like mm, let's stay away from this mm-hmm. like Raimi spider-man had a little bit of a little it, bit of that but i think because that was so successful to begin with right that it just seemed very gimmicky i think a little campy a little campy and there hasn't been a time where like it just has like I think it just has to be kind of like cut not like cut and cut copy and paste but it's like cut fade the formula formula like it's got to be very here it is here this is because you have a lo- a bigger audience going well I don't understand why everything sp- did the world spin or something like yeah do you th- do you think that do you think like editing techniques like that would would really throw off a general audience like lighting that doesn't that's maybe not as realistic or you know like transitions that are not as simple cut and fade or you know any sort or or or, or like just camera movements that aren't as yeah yeah i i think i think so too i think a lot of like a lot of movies feel the same like a lot of movie like i wish i had a better example uh, you caught me off guard with this, man. <laughs> because of my own... You're using my own words against me, man. I don't like this. <laughs> uh, but I, I do feel like when you look at movies with a higher budget, they're kind of very... They're extremely formulaic. You could tell, like, okay, well, they're just, like... We've made the joke, like, well, Iron Man is... Like, you... you Doctor Strange is just Iron Man with magic. Right. Black Panther is just Iron Man... In Africa. In Africa. Uh, Captain Marvel is just... Bleh. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, it's it's very, but there's nothing, but then if you look at like, 
Suicide Squad, the, the new Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. right? People dog the Harley Quinn fight because it's like, oh, look at, like, this is so weird, like, with the the flower explosion behind Did her. Did they do that? They dogged it, yeah. Really? They're like, this is really dumb. But it's oh, like, this I is kind of inventive. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't think it was dumb. Right. I kind of liked her fighting. That yeah, was, I know. I liked her fighting more than I liked her, her side storyline with the... <laughs> With the the random crime guy, right? Yeah, the the love story. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like the love story, but I liked the action. I think I, the thing is like it's I think certain, and also movies like movies like uh, shit. Fucking, I'm trying to think of a good movie that not a lot like uh, the nice guys is kind of not this in the same aspect, but it's you know, cho- it's not like chopped up. God damn, I'm stuck on myself here. <laughs> Shit. But like yeah, like okay, look at Blade Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. That has weird lighting, has crazy visuals, has interesting editing, has a lot of a lot of great shots, but how did it play with the general public? Well, it was also very long and very boring. The, yeah, that's and true. Was that, you know, I don't I wouldn't I think that that was why it didn't play well with the with the, the, uh, the general audience yeah. more so than like, those tech those techniques. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe I'll have to come back to this because yeah, I, I mean I just kind of threw that yeah. question at you as if you're sandbagging me on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I think I I, I I do agree. I I do stand by my point of mm-hmm. I think editing like certain edited certain edits certain camera shots certain things will throw off. The main audience. Yeah, okay. But I can't back it up, and I have no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> My claims are bullshit. I think, I think to a degree, that's right. I think if somebody tried to shoot a fight scene, yeah. like Guy Ritchie shot that fight scene, or Guy Ritchie shot the uh, Sherlock Holmes fight scenes, right? I don't think it would play well. Yeah, I think it's a little played out now. Yeah. But I don't think every... Well, like the like okay, so like when John Wick and came out and his fight, we always go back to John Wick, but yeah. like the fight scene, like that, that now they use more of a wider frame and you know fewer takes and you know and, and that kind of and and that more, uh, they took a step back on right. editing. You know that in itself is a different style of editing that worked out great. Right. You know? Right. Um, uh, yeah, but I guess you know. Yeah, it's a style. It's a stylistic thing. Because I feel like a fight scene, maybe if it is too stylish, like the like too much swinging and panning and, and right. rotating, maybe it, that would throw something. At there's some. Off. There's something to a fight scene with long shots where you could see people. But like, I mean, if you look at like t- the Taken movies and their fight scenes, where it is like, throw my arm out, cut to a different thing, cut, cut, cut. That also throws you out too. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's a very delicate balance where in the boxing scene especially by the end of the boxing the last fight where it was slow motion and then it's actual like yeah. like the frames per second i think they went high frame that was rate nuts that shot of of him flattening going, out yo, that like, was yeah, great that is like if you saw that in a john wick movie it would throw off the whole yeah, vibe yeah that's because true. that's not the that's not the uh the kind of movie it is right so tonally it has to fit yes yeah um Maybe that's what that's probably my whole argument is that it has to be the right tone for this kind of editing, and, and I don't think movies that are popular now yeah. don't have that tone. Yes. Yeah. I was just making sure, but uh, no, that was that was a bad guess. I was like, was uh, Boris the Blade in John Wick? He wasn't. 
<laughs> uh, well, okay, so now, uh, if you're ready to give it a score, we can do that. Let's do that. Let's score it up. Alrighty. So, I enjoyed it. Okay. Is it, it's not a two-scale movie, or is it a one-scale I think it's just a one-scale. I think, I think it's not crazy enough for a two-scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like that fight was good, but you weren't watching it because you wanted to see that hot action. Right. You're watching because you wanted to see if he was going to throw it. Right. And that, that drama of it is what made it a good fight, Mm. you know, and that was really well done. Um, it was just him fighting a guy, not him fighting the boss. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like. I want to give it a seven, even though that feels kind of low. I was going to say six. Oh, okay. You want to go six and a half? Sure. Let's do six that. Six and a half, yeah. All right. There we go again. <laughs> kind of agreeing on in the middle. Hey, I mean, hey. that's that's why there's two of us. That's right. All right? But, uh, you got a this... problem? Deal with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, because that's the shoot. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, guys, bang, bang. Uh, I... I always like when we go off topic a little bit yeah. and talk about things that, that, you know, this movie just reminds us of instead of just sticking straight to sometimes the movie. Sometimes the movie's just really tough to talk about linearly. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to go off on a tangent. That's right. Or whatever you said it was. A secant. So a, a tangent secant. connects at one point and then goes off on its own. So a if, secant connects at two points and goes off. If there's on one thing own. you can walk away with, is now you know what a secant is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, That's what we're going to name it. Secant. Secant. <laughs> Uh, that's not a bad name right um guys, anyway if you want to hear more uh geometry uh tricks you can uh follow us on twitter at movie mayhem pod i can't promise. you won't follow I, any I of them there. Of that. you won't find them there but you can still follow can still, us <laughs> uh you can check us out on movie May- uh, instagram at movie mayhem podcast movie mayhem podcast at gmail.com if and it turns out that's not what a secant is nope but uh, also if you want to follow our letterbox it's a uh, movie mayhem pod why don't i go open up spotify instead of letterbox <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's movie man podcast all one word there you go matt has the matt has the uh the password now so he'll When's do the last you... i don't know the last time i saw a movie without you i don't know so yeah <laughs> i don't know how much will, that'll i don't know if it'll help or not but no you could do it anyway okay yeah that works all right all right so uh guys see you in the next one bye-bye <laughs>